following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. Coming to on tape on this November 20th, 2021, where the time default, where are we at, buddy, is about 9 a.m., week 12 of the NFL season. Hope everyone had a great turkey day and scored some kind of garbage deal on Black Friday. And stockholders, they got a big Red Friday as we all got bludgeoned with the Omicron, uh, Omicron variant. That's how I pronounced it, that crap. You know, not to diminish COVID in the least, but, you know, personally, I'm done with it. And it's because the shit is not going away. We're all just better off waking up tomorrow and just going back to the way we lived in February, January of 2020. Uh, because, you know, just let the chips fall where they may. Because living like this is just, I mean, too much. It's just too much. Uh, I mean, that, that's my own personal stance. You know, having this quote-unquote news drop on a Friday on a long holiday weekend when the markets are on a short session and nobody's trading, only to learn that they came about this info on November 9th. I mean, <laughs> the whole thing is joke. It's a joke at this point. Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah, Steve. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, enough is enough. I mean, that's why we have the NFL, right? To hopefully take our minds off this garbage by watching grown men run full head of steam into each other in a game of organized war. Perfect. Yes. And a quick note to ESPN and Disney, who uh, continue to employ only the bottom of the barrel talent as they try to pump up their bottom line along with all their social in- initiatives. You have to decide on what you really want here. Because I look up at the TV and there's this blonde anchor. Never seen her. No clue who she is. But she's in like this red satin dress with, uh, you know, it's like a one-piece thing where the dress stops about mid-thigh, above mid-thigh, I would say. Kudos to legs. I'm all about them. But you want to let wardrobes like that fly around and don't pull an about face later on, right? When when looks and sex appeal become a negative issue and some random incident that pops up around your your offices, you know, or on screen or something, whatever it is. It's just... One of the other items, other than COVID, I am done with at this point. It's the media and the corporate hypocrisy. You know, enough, enough. I mean, I've just had enough. Game over, man. Game over. You said it, Hudson. So, all right. And okay, okay. That that's over with. Okay, okay, okay. I sound like Joe Pesci and uh, whatever the hell that was. Lethal of the three, right? Uh, Leo gets whatever Leo wants. Leo gets. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Now that's that's over and done with. On to the NFL, we look at the Thursday games that took place, that being on Turkey Day. Not great. I mean, I guess the first two games were kind of interesting. And then the third game was an absolute blowout car wreck of a game um, as the Bills just slaughtered the Saints. But uh, the Bears ended up beating the Lions. The Raiders beat the Cowboys and the Bills, like I said, demolished New Orleans uh, by, what was that final score? 31-6 to was the Bills over the Saints. So going to the gambling results, the we had two dogs and a favorite, plus the dog win. So the streak 
continues here in 2021. Trend obviously being dogs and unders. The Bears ended up winning that game by a score of 16 to 14. So it was while it was good for one in the victory column, it was not good for the favorite to cover. So the Lions get the dog cover there, and then we have the Raiders winning outright in uh, in Dallas. And so there you see the dog win, which is obviously the trend that has taken place in 2021. A high percentage of these dogs that come in actually come in just straight up winning. So like we've said a couple of times, look, you know, parlays are a tough way to bet. But if you do have a couple of dogs that you like, uh, you know, you, you've been able to cash in a little bit if you've been able to pick those dogs and then pick them outright to win. Um, but it's there. It's there. It's, it's a tough play, but it's been there if you're that good. And then obviously the final game was uh, shellacking 31-6, to like I said, in favor of the Bills over New Orleans. So that was a favorite cover. As for the over-unders, I just mentioned before that unders have been the trend and you had two unders and an over-bears. Lions, Bills, Saints were the under, and then the Cowboys Raiders was the over game. And unfortunately, that was one of my two unders. I picked two unders this week, one being the Cowboys and Raiders, and I shit the bed on that pick. So uh, I did not do great on the Thursday night games. I ended up going one and two. I had the Bills, and then I went with Lions and Cowboys. Um, and well, I'm sorry, I went with the Cowboys and the Bears, and those were both losers. As the same with my brother. We had all three of the same for the Thursday games. We both had the Bears, they were no good. We both had the Cowboys, they were no good. And then we had the Bills, and that was a victory for us. So let's jump into week 12 here. We will go into the one o'clock games. And the first game of note is the Falcons taking on the Jags. Right now, the Falcons a two-point favorite. The over-under in this is 46 points. The Sharps coming in on the Jaguars here uh, for this game up there in, well, I don't know, it depends on where you live. Uh, I'm actually down in South Florida now, so it's up in Jacksonville. Us back at home in Jersey, we're down in Jacksonville. So everything's relative in this world. So anyway, the Jaguars hosting the Falcons. They are going to be the first home dog of the day. Um, like we had mentioned uh, earlier in the games, actually, we, we hadn't talked about the home dogs, but Lions, Saints home dogs. Uh, Lions good for their cover, and then the Saints obviously not good for theirs. So home dogs one and one in the Thursday Turkey Day games, and here we have another do home dog with the Jaguars taking on the Falcons. So Atlanta favored by two. Uh, like I mentioned, the over under forty six points. Now we head over to all of the stats. I said the sharps were in on the Jags, the tickets and the money in on the Falcons, but those numbers have both come down. So the Jaguars getting a little bit. Of of love as the week has gone on. We'd like to follow the flow of the tickets and the money to see what has happened over the course of the week. Uh, my brother and I had recorded our podcast previously on Wednesday, day before Thanksgiving. So when that was there, the, the money actually was really, really heavy on the Falcons at 97%. That's come all the way down now to 76%. The tickets have seen a small decrease from 78 to 72, but the money is where it's at. That has flown over big time over to the Jaguars. So while the Falcons are still the majority leader of tickets and the money pool, the Jaguars have been getting 
love here as we head into the 1 o'clock games. Uh, Chris and I both picked the Falcons. No action on the over-under for that one. Check in on the injury report. The big news, obviously, is Cordell Patterson. Where is he at? Is he going to play? Cordell Patterson was limited in practices last week with a similar with the same injury injury, and he ended up not playing. That was a Thursday night game. He's had a little bit more rest here, so we'll have to see whether or not Cordell Patterson plays. Obviously, a big factor in their offense because he has become an integral part of that offense. So if he can't go, then you're stuck with Mike Davis, Quadri Allison, and Wayne Gallman. Step down, uh, you know, from Cordell Patterson, his performance this year. Deion Jones is the other question mark. He has a shoulder injury, came up late in the week. Obviously not good when you get late injuries and the designation of questionable on that. We'll have to see if he goes. Jaguars, they are going to be out Shaquille Griffith, so they're going to lose somebody in their secondary to go up against, I don't know, what. What do the Falcons have at this point? Kyle Pitts, I guess, you know, everything else. Talk about a season, the lost seasons, if you will, for the Falcons, but they rebuild for their uh, their new regime there, although they're going to have to do another rebuild when they finally decide to step away from Matt Ryan. We'll see how that goes in Jacksonville today. Another AFC game here. We have the New York Jets visiting the Houston Texans. Right now, the Texans are a home favorite by two and a half points. The Sharps, the tickets, and the money. All on the Texans. Although we have seen pros Joe's action as time has gone on into Sunday here, where the tickets have actually come down on the Jets, or come down on the Texans going toward the Jets, and then the money has actually gone up on the Texans going away from the Jets. So you have the pros liking Houston, you have the Joes liking New York. Uh, over under in this game is 45 and a half points. Uh, I picked the Texans, and this was one of my locks. My brother ended up taking Houston as well, although it wasn't one of his. Um, I just love the Jets. I mean, come on. Look, this, this season is over. And you want to go to their injury report. One of the factors that is not in their favor today is they lost Michael Carter. He got injured last week and they won't have him this year. Uh, this week, that is. They'll have him this year again. He just went on the IR, so he'll be out for three weeks, but they'll they'll get him back then. They won't have him this Sunday, and he actually has been a, a decent piece of that offense. You know, the, the story today is going to be Zach Wilson. He's returning. So you got Zach Wilson returning. You got Michael Carter out. Uh, other questionables. It sounds like Corey Davis is not going to be able to go for the Jets here. He he came in, had a big year at the front end, has been banged up, really hasn't got anything going ever since. Uh, it looks like he has a groin injury that is going to keep him out, but he might play. Not sure. Shaquille Shaq Lawson, C.J. Mosley, also on the questionable list here for the Jets. As for the deck. Texans, nothing. A couple illnesses, and that's all she wrote. So that's what we've got going down in Houston. We head to New England for a what should have been a decent game, and it looks like it is going to be, uh, you know, rather, rather, rather half-handed for the Tech Titans as they are really banged up. So here in New England, we have the Patriots favored by seven points. The over/under is forty-three and a half. Right now, you have another trifecta game as you have the Sharps, Tickets, and Money all on the Patriots. 
Right now, you have seen the tickets actually come down off of the Patriots toward the Titans and up. Uh, the money has gone up on the Titan on the Patriots. So you can have a pros versus Joe's game. Joe's liking the Titans and the pros liking the Patriots. Right now, 52% of the tickets are in on New England and 57% of the money pool. Uh, I ended up taking the Patriots on this one. My brother was on the opposite side. He ended up taking the Titans. Um, although I don't, I don't know with all these injuries if he would still stick with that. And we'll go with to the injury report now. So the Titans here are out the following. A.J. Brown, offensive guard Nate Davis, Rashad Evans, David Long Jr., uh, Jeremy McNichols, and defensive tackle Tyreer Tart. All out. Then questionable, you are going to have uh, Jalen Brown, uh, tight end Jeff Swaim, uh, Elijah Molden, the cornerback, backup players. I mean, everybody in the brother is out in this game. And remember, Julio Jones is still on IR. So the Titans, I think when it comes down to it, the total number, they have seven starters that have been either ruled out or questionable to play on this Sunday. Patriots have nine players, all unquestionable. I mean, come on, that's every week with this with this injury report for the Patriots. They are all banged up. So here you have nine players listed on questionable. If you want to know some of the names, uh, Juwan Bentley, Ribs, uh, Trent Brown, his calf still, Damian Harris, he's got he's dealing with the neck. Dante Hightower has an ankle. John o. Smith has a shoulder. Uh, Hunter Henry has a neck. Ramonde Stevenson has a knee. I mean, uh, enough is enough. Okay, so th there it is. So that is the injury report going into the Patriots-Titans game. The only other thing of note is that both my brother and I ended up taking the under in this game, 43 and a half, and we locked in the under. Next game up is the Giants-Eagles. New York will be hosting Philadelphia this NFC East battle. Right now, the Eagles are a road favorite. They are favored by three and a half points. The over-under is 46 points. And right now, the Eagles have both the tickets and the money in at 64% of the tickets and 71% of the money pool. The Sharps are going to flip around and be on the opposite side. They're going to end up taking the Giants. As for the late week movement, you are seeing a pros versus Joes game here with Philadelphia versus New York. The tickets have actually come down on the Eagles originally at 70%. It has come down all the way to 64 while the pros have moved in toward Philadelphia as the money pool has gone all the way from 54 or 58% in favor of the Eagles up to 71%. So you saw a big 14% move there in the money pool. My brother and I, we both ended up taking the Eagles and they were one of our locks for the week. This game also is one of my brother's survivor picks. So he's looking at the Eagles all over the place here against New York. If you want to go to the injury report, that might actually help tell the tale here. Jordan Howard for the Eagles is going to be out. He came in a couple of weeks ago in spot duty there as Miles Sanders went to the IR. He ended up having a couple of good weeks. He saved a bunch of fantasy owners who got him, and he ended up coming in and netting a lot of points for them. So Jordan Howard was good for fantasy owners, but uh, now he is going to be out. So it looks like Miles Sanders and Boston Scott will come in and they will continue to do work in the backfield with Howard out. As for the Giants, that is where the real injuries end up piling up. You are out. Sterling Shepard. Oh, sorry. I meant to say. Uh, Sterling Shepard. Okay, enough of that. Stop it. Okay, enough. 
terrible, terrible. This is what happens when you go out of uh, and bring with you your sound machine, a speaker, a plug-in microphone that you put next, right below. I mean, this is really making a chicken salad. You know what I mean? Anyway, like I said, Sterling Shepard out. Caden Smith. Doubtful is another tight end, Kyle Rudolph. Looks like he won't be able to go. Kadarius Tony, another wide receiver. Doubtful, probably not being able to go. Although you do look questionable. You have Saquon Barkley and John Ross. However, you know, the Giants who were lined up to have all of this firepower and they put all these pieces in place for Daniel Jones to excel. And it has been anything but this year as they have just been really banged up and they have not performed well. It will be the first game without, if you want to talk about positives, without uh, the clapper. Jason Garrett is now gone. It's going to be Freddie Kitchens of all people. If you remember that guy? Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. He was the Head uh, head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Where did he land? He's been on Joe Judge's team for the past, or coaching staff on the team as well, but on the coaching staff for the past two years. And he is actually getting his hand now in uh, his hand at the offensive play calling. So we'll see if that amounts to anything. So again, Eagles favored by three and a half versus the Giants. The Buccaneers are going to be a road dog here uh, against the Colts. They're going to be playing Indianapolis. They are three-point favorites right now. The over-under in this is 53 points. The Buccaneers, again, a trifecta game as they have all of the bets on their side. The Sharps, 64% of the tickets, which have not really moved over the week, and then 66% of the money pool, which has come down just slightly. So the Colts seeing a little bit of love here from the from the pros. Not a lot, though. I mean, I think it's fallen a, a total of 4%. As for my brother and I, we are both ended up taking the Colts in this one. Going over to the injury report, things of note. Antonio Brown, again, he will be a no-go. As will offensive guard uh, Ali Marpet. He is going to be out. He was listed as questionable. And then I just read earlier today that they moved him to out. Now, you do have a couple of questionables still left out there. You have Vita Vea and Devin White, both on the defensive side of the ball for Tampa Bay. As for the Colts, you have two big names, one offense, one defense. Darius Leonard, the linebacker, and Quinton Nelson, obviously. They're all world guard, and they are both questionable. However, they were full participants in Friday's practice, which sounds like they are going to end up going in this one. So you got Bucks, Colts, Bucks road favorites by three. Next up is going to be a AFC North battle. It's going to be the Bengals hosting the Steelers. Bengals home favorites by three and a half in this one against Pittsburgh. Right now you see no sharp action. They won't take a lean, but the tickets and the money are both in on the dog in this one. You have 60% of the tickets and 70% of the money in on Pittsburgh. Over under is 43 and a half points. My brother, he came in on the Bengals. I came in on the Steelers. The injury report on this is kind of light. You have Eric Ebron, tight end. He is he was marked out during the week. So with him gone, that means that that rookie tight end, Pat Fryermuth, if I pronounce that right, again, I butcher names. I just slaughter them. 
anyway, Faramuth is, he's going to get some more uh, looks here in place of Ebron. Uh, otherwise questionable is cornerback Joe Hayden. He went, uh, did not practice, then he had limited participation and limited participation, so it looks like he is going to play. Uh, the name of note is actually going to be playing, and that was TJ Watt. He is back after he missed uh, the last week's Week 11 game. He suffered an injury in Detroit Week 10, came out, missed Week 11, and now he is back. As for the Bengals, there's really nothing of note there. So really light. So the big news, TJ Watt back, Eric Ebron out. Uh, so that's obviously a net positive there for Pittsburgh as they look to go in. And they almost pulled off the upset last week against the Chargers, who ended up pulling off some screwy fourth and, fourth and two uh, non-punt in their own end zone and just you know tried to let the Steelers get back in that game. So the Steelers are now going to go on the road here into Cincinnati and try to pull off the upset and stay involved in the wild card and the division race in the AFC. Panthers-Dolphins is the next game. we got NFC-AFC in this one. Dolphins hosting, so down here in Florida where it is, sun is coming out over the over the horizon, well, I mean, whatever, now it's it's uh, into 9 o'clock, so the sun's definitely up already. But the Dolphins will be hosting the Panthers. Panthers are going to travel down after Turkey Day, and they are going to be a road favorite here by two points. Currently, over-under is 42.5 points. Sharps are going to be in on the Dolphins. Meanwhile, the tickets and the money both in on the Panthers, 48% of, or 60, 68%, sorry, of the money uh, tickets Oh my god, let's just start that over. Jeez, enough. Here we go again. So, like I was trying to say, 68% of the tickets are in on the Panthers, while 79% of the money is in on the Panthers. So, those are some big numbers. Um, and they're all in favor of Carolina here, which is obviously why the Sharps came in and took the Dolphins there. Uh, injury report. Is there anything really of note? Let's take a look. This is the most recent one that came out. Uh, John Miller, he is the guard for the Panthers. He is doubtful with an ankle injury. The Dolphins have a couple of people who are out. Elijah Campbell, defensive back, tight end Adam Sheehan, cornerback uh, Trill Will Williams. They, those three are out. And then questionable safety, Brandon Jones. So a couple of injuries in for the Dolphins, and then the one doubtful for the Panthers. Not Nothing really all that crazy. So Panthers looking to stay alive here. They, they finally got Cam Newton back in the fold. They brought him back. They're the return of the King, and they started him last week only to lose. So they will look to go on the road here and get the victory against Miami. Miami obviously trying to stay alive. They are basically going to have to go on a big win streak here to stay alive in the AFC. Uh, Panthers are going to have to also win to, to stay alive because all the teams in the NFC right now are just balling. I mean, well, I shouldn't say balling, but the records are better. The Dolphins are, are on the outside looking in. Panthers could be on the outside looking in. They definitely have to win here. And I just rambled at the mouth with a whole bunch of nothing. So, you know, off to the four o'clock games. Chargers hosting the Broncos. The Chargers here favored by two and a half points. The over-under is 47 points in this. The Sharps in on the Broncos, and the tickets are big on the Chargers. As for the money, they are going to side with the Sharps, and they're going to be in on the Broncos as well. So 65% of the tickets, Chargers. 67% of the money, Broncos. So you got pros versus Joes, at least from the straight 
uh, it's straight numbers. And then you look at the movement and what you're going to see is you're going to see the Broncos are actually getting love as the week went on here as the numbers have gone up on the tickets and on the money. So even though the money is uh, in on the the money is in on the Broncos. What you are seeing is that the Chargers are getting love in both the tickets and the money pool. So this is actually going to be one of my knockouts. I picked the Broncos to end up losing. As for the picks, I picked the Chargers, and my brother also picked the Chargers, and this was one of my locks of the week. Injury report time, nothing really big, although the Chargers uh, are going to be out. Asante Samuel, he's out with a concussion, so that's a big loss in their secondary. Broncos, they have a couple of doubtful safety. Kareem Jackson, Bobby Massey on the offensive tackle. Their line has been so banged up the past couple of weeks, uh, and that continues on here. So, uh, you know, what happens in Denver? Well, you know, you ask me, and I am picking the Chargers. My brother's in on the Chargers, too, and I locked it in. So I, I think that the Chargers could open up here, but, you know, I have been wrong on the year. So I am under 500 in everything that I've done so far, and my money pool has gone down and down and down. It has <laughs> been a brutal year uh, for Rich and his picks, although I, I've done a little bit better here picking all the games in the past couple of weeks. So we'll see if my Chargers pick here aligns with that trend. The 49ers are going to be taking on Minnesota in San Francisco. The 49ers currently a three and a half point favorite. The over-under is 49 and a half points. The Sharps are in on the 49ers. Everything else is in on the Vikings. 64% of the money, 69% of the uh, money pool. 64% of the tickets, 69% of the money. Both those numbers have actually uh, gone up as the week has gone on. So the 49ers not getting anything here. They are not not the favorites for the tickets on the money pool, and they have actually seen flows go toward the Vikings lightly, but enough that the Vikings right now are the pick, it seems, of everybody minus the Sharps. The I am going with the 49ers here. My brother is going with the Vikings. And also, he is going to take that over-under. <laughs> And he is going to lock it in as one of his overpicks for the week. In regard to injuries, uh, Vikings really have nothing. Cornerback Brashad Breland, he is questionable. He's got a groin injury. 49ers are going to be having to battle that that running back situation. Jamichael, Jamichael Hasty is out. Elijah Mitchell is doubtful. So I, you know, what is it going to be in the background? I in the backfield for 49ers probably Jeff Wilson, uh, you know, Trey Sermon. Uh, I don't know, probably run Samuel a little bit. You know, it's just been a, a smattering, smattering of, of different running approaches there as they've never been able to get anything going with that, with the exception of Eliza Mitchell, who's been banged up here um, after he had that good start. Final 3 o'clock game is going to be the Packers hosting 3 o'clock game, 4 o'clock game. Unless you're in the Midwest, I guess it's a 3 o'clock game, right? Central time. So we have the Packers hosting the Rams. The Packers favored by two points here. The over-under is 47 points. Oh, I should say this has gotten reversed, actually. So earlier in the week, the Packers were favored by half a point. This is actually flip-flopped. 
And now the Packers are dogs, so the Rams are going to be a road favorite here, favored by two points. The over-under, I did quote correctly, at 47. So Packers here, home dog by two points. Rams getting a little bit of love here with the line in regard to the tickets and the money. They are both in on the Packers, 54% of the tickets, 67% of the money, and that money has actually come up. Previously, it was 42%, and that has come up a full 26% on the Packers. So getting a lot of love from the pros in this one. Sharps come in, and they are going to slip in on the Rams for the win. As for the injury report, let me get that one ready. That's on the flip side of this page. So here we go. So the questionables for the Rams, uh, nothing really of note. The Packers is the bigger issues. You have Bakhtiari. He was supposed to be back two weeks ago. He has not stepped on the field, so he is going to be out with his knee. Doubtful is the cornerback Kevin King, so the stronger part of their secondary has been, the stronger part of their defense has been their secondary, but they're going to be out King this week. And then you have questionables. You got Aaron Jones. He had the knee injury. He might not be able to go. So you were looking uh, at uh, what do you call it in the backfield yet again? Uh, Dylan, AJ Dylan. And then you have Rashawn Gary, who suffered that elbow injury uh, two weeks ago. It looked pretty brutal. He is questionable to go. Alan Lazard, the wide receiver, also questionable to go. The Aaron Rodgers injury is the one that is the biggest issue, but he didn't practice all week and he's still going to go. And from what everybody has said, uh, and he has stated he doesn't have COVID toe, he just has a broken toe and that broken toe is not going to heal itself uh, over, a, over a week or two. So it looks like that is going to be a pain management injury and he is just going to continue on with that all year long. So that is the injury wrap up for the Packers versus the Rams. Brings us to the night games. We have our Sunday night football game. I don't have uh, both of my sound machines here, so I don't have the Sunday night football uh, intro. But hosting the Browns in this, the Ravens are favored by three and a half. The over/under is forty-seven points right now. The tickets are in. Uh, tickets are split between the Ravens and the Browns 50-50, and then the money likes the Ravens at 54%. That's a number that has come up slightly uh, over the week. Sharps are going to come in on the Ravens on this one. As for the picks, uh, I am going to take the Ravens, as is my brother, and that is both going to be locks for our, for our picks this week. Oh, actually, rewind. Let's go back to the Packers Rams. Completely forgot to give you those because it, it's important. They're locks. I ended up taking the Rams, and that was a lock. My brother ended up taking the Packers, and that was a lock of his. So now we go back to the Ravens Browns, where I just said that we both locked in the Ravens for our picks there. The injury report for the Sunday night football game is rather light. Uh, and if I could find it, it was right here on the back of this paper. Uh, and so here we go with the Browns. Uh, Peoples-Jones, the wide receiver, he's questionable to play again. He's battling that groin injury. He missed last week's game. Questionable here. Baker Mayfield has shoulder foot injuries galore. He sat on a practice Wednesday. I, look, Mayfield all year long. This is just going to be it, right? It, it's going to be 
Aaron Rodgers with his toe. It's going to be Baker Mayfield with basically everything for the rest of the year here out. Um, other injuries of note, questionable. Troy Hill, the cornerback, he has a neck injury. Uh, and then out is Anthony Schwartz, the bit wide receiver player. Flip over to the Ravens. The Ravens have 10 players listed as questionable for Sunday. 10. Lamar Jackson is not one of them, but there are 10 other ones. Big names of uh, questionable status. Marquise Brown, the wide receiver. It sounds like he is going to be a go. Khalees Campbell, he's got a concussion. I am unsure about him. I have not read anything as of this morning. Whether or not he was going to be able to go, I know Brown was a go too. You want to rip down some of these other names. Cornerback, uh, Averitt, Lineman, Macari, fullback Ricard, cornerback Smith, defensive tackle Williams, cornerback. Young, uh, Nick Bold, even though he's not a really a big factor for their tight end uh, uh, position there, but he is also questionable. So you got a ton of injuries on this one for the Ravens, uh, more so for the Browns because the Browns have a banged up quarterback, right? And that's what it's that's what it's about. It's all about quarterbacking, and right now you have uh, you know Baker Mayfield who is just shot for the year. But uh, it looks like the Ravens are going to get some production out of some of these questionables, but we'll have to see a, a solid Sunday night game. Ravens again favored by three and a half at home versus the Browns. And then the final game we have is going to be the Seahawks. Washington football team. This is the Monday night game. Not a great way to end the weekend, but it's the only way to end the weekend. This is how the schedule works. The Sharps in on the Seahawks. The money also on the Seahawks. And that is a number that has gone up. It's up now to 68%. When we quoted this earlier uh, in the week, it was 18. So I that was just a game that just had not seen a lot of movement. But as of right now, Seahawks are getting the love from the pros and the Sharps. And then you really have a pros-Joes game because the tickets are going to be on an island as 62% of those uh of those uh, of the general public, you will, is in on the Washington football team. This game is actually a pick 'em. Earlier in the week, it was the Seahawks by a half a point. Now it's just a pick 'em. And this is actually going to be one of my brother's knockouts. So my brother in on the Eagles for a survivor and out on the Seahawks here as one of his knockouts. I do not know if I had stated mine, but I kept the Texans to win and survive, and I had knocked out the Broncos. So they will get jettisoned when they lose to the Chargers today. But those are our survivor knockout picks. Um, and then in this game, uh, as for the Washington football team versus the Seahawks, my brother and I both picked the Washington football team for this one. So that is the, I mean, botched and completely chopped up uh, update for this week. Again, being on the road trying to do this is, uh, I thought it was going to be easier, to be completely honest. Um, even though I had, uh, I don't have my whole setup, I thought I was going to be able to really rock this, and I have really slapped together crapola uh, on this Sunday. But uh, there it is. Uh, hope you guys enjoy. Hope you guys have a good turkey day. Like I said, enjoy week 12 of football. And then this week is going to be a remote show. I will be down here in Florida. Uh, I'm going to try to see if I can't get together with my brother to do it. Uh, actually do it live while I'm down here. But if not, it might just be me solo. And then the following Sunday, the update show, I'll actually be back at home uh, in, in the comforts of my own abode. So all the best. Enjoy your Sundays. Peace out.